0: Previously on Pie Hard. If uh, death uh, gets its claws into us um, this week, if it were to happen, uh, blasphemy, mm. you're not going to hear from us again, because we're a mic drop. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pie hard Well, Martin you will, you will,
1: <laughs> you will, you will in March, March 2023. Yeah,
0: and you just won't hear anything for the next
1: three months. <laughs> we're going to cry, cryogenically freeze ourselves and just like a, like a mammoth in permafrost. So,
0: Damo, it came to my attention in the off-season that some people doubted our actual intention of performing the mic drop.
1: Yeah, I did.
0: You did? Yeah, I did. See, I didn't. I that was a legitimate flagging of my intention. Hmm. The emotion of the season, in in its entirety, culminating in that type of uh, experience in a prelim. Not only that, but doing the Mad Max up the Hume. Mm. to get to the ground, That's right. to experience it live. I just knew that if things went pear-shaped, we would be shells. And it's fair to say in my memory that we were. Yeah, we were. Take me through your your three it's memories cr- of, of the preliminary <laughs> Re- final. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, um, I've kind of um, locked that memory away, so it's, it's, it's a bit cathartic to kind of bring it out into the light now. But right. my first recollection was, do you remember after the game we went out and we went to, we went to a pub and the electricity, there was an electricity fault and they, they wouldn't accept card. Do you remember that was cash only? Oh,
0: we couldn't get cash and we were just <laughs> trying to it. start our recovery boost. Yeah, session. so we're, I'm
1: starting, I'm starting from the end and going back. Right. Okay. Mid, mid game, we were featured on channel seven. First time Pie Hard visual. Oh, I forgot. Released nationally. I forgot. And my phone was popping off. Do you remember that? Right. We're on the Do remember? Yeah, we were on the telly. See, no one contacted me. I had
0: to send people the the screenshot. No, of I got, I got the heaps TV.
1: of like. I was just just saw you, and I had a really pensive face because it was going pear at that stage. So I think that was like yeah.
0: at, during that stage of the game where we were still kind of thirty five points down, and nothing was really working. No, it's fine. Um, and the hope, they're kind of that residual
1: hope we had of, of
0: yet another comeback was oh just my God. fading. Yeah. Yeah. Little do we know.
1: And th- my other memory, so I'm, 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 tracing, I'm tracing it back in a non-linear fashion, but was arriving at this hotel, which we'd have booked last minute mm. paid, paid through the nose, but it was the, it was the Collingwood team hotel. Right. Remember yes. what it was
0: called? That's great.
1: It was the Pullman. Was it the Pullman? Yeah. And so my distinct memory was swimming in the exact same pool that Darcy Moore
0: flexed in had flexed in That's right. the day before or the, or the morning of see we had no idea it was going to be the player, the players hotel but we lined up for our room keys behind yeah. Bo McCreary and the poor fella like first prelim mm. obviously his key wasn't working locked out of his room or yeah, whatever it didn't work he seemed a bit stressed, but the thing I said to you, I start, immediately mm. started fanboying, fangirling, and mm. you were trying to play it cool. Yeah, I was pulling
1: you I was, I you was like,
0: look at the width of that guy's back. Like, he's just a unit. Legs as well. Yeah, my memory of the game, um, I just recall walking from the pub. We had lunch at the pub, walking to the pub, and it had that that Sydney weather had come good. The Sydney glow. It was a glow. Yeah, it was a Sydney and glow. And it was kind of twilight, right, yeah. at the start of the game. And walking into the SCG, it was like being in a movie obviously we were outnumbered but there was a there was a a good proportion Mm. of traveling pies yeah and i just remember outnumbered sydney how shit the um scg interior was like how yeah (laughs) like it's like (laughs) the old-fashioned concrete brutalist kind of like cramped spaces there'd be like a urinal with like 200 people lining up for one urinal at home it
1: was a terrible layout wasn't it yeah pop quiz there was a ex collingwood premiership player on the flight Heading up, <laughs> who was it?
0: Do you remember? Oh, beams, Dane beams.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was Dane beams. He booked two seats of all the magpies to be flying up with us. It was Dane. Yeah, Dane. Yeah, uh, with another mate, obviously there to there to party. Well, there was quite a few. There was a bit of anxiety
0: mm. getting to the uh, Tullamarine and all that. You know, we didn't end up doing the Mad Max up the Hume. That was just a theatrical Insane. thing for the uh, Instagram. But we jumped on a flight, um, exorbitantly priced flight, and. It's a bit of anxiety because I know that like the president, Jeff Brown, others, they had their flights delayed or canceled. Yeah. It was a scramble to get there. Um, so to get to the Harbour City, to have your Parmigiana, to walk to the ground, twilight sitting in, game starts, everything goes pear.
1: Pretty quickly. Yeah. Very quickly, but then seemingly swung back. Anyway. Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was an it was a, it was an interesting end to a magical year, but of course that was 2022.
0: Mm.
1: Now it's 2023, and yeah, we've got an interesting pod lined up for you guys today. We are going to, well, look, it's fair to say it's never a dull off season. No, when you're the Collingwood Football Club, uh, there's a fair bit to unpack. Mm-hmm. We've saved it all for this episode, and we are going to go through. Or you, you tell everyone what we're going to do, I... The off-season, well,
0: it throws things at you mm. thick and fast as a pie supporter. <laughs> it does. We're going to trace all the major happenings of this off-season. Mm, there's been a few. On the scale of hardness.
1: Licit criminal. New so, sponsors.
0: So that softness, which we don't like, mm. to hardness. Um, there's a name for the scale. I think it's the Noop scale. K N O O P. Okay, right. It's the scale to measure hardness. Okay. We're going to list everything that happens. Mm. I know that the Pie Hard Legion has missed our devastating cultural insight. Before we do that, Demo, can you explain uh, where we are?
1: We Yeah, it's a very good point. We are sitting on a beach right now. February. Uh, meters from the ocean, looking out at um, some of the most turquoise water i think i've ever seen in victoria right but it is beautiful it's 33 degrees the tide's getting kind of disconcertingly it's the first close time, yeah it's the first time we've <laughs> podcast from a beach yeah live from a beach this Fear is recording. not sound effects this is not atmos no nah. it's not being added in post we are literally looking at three men shirtless bronze tanned yeah
0: um tops of my feet are burning
1: enjoying life
0: we have an esky full of uh, mid-strength beer.
1: Shout out to Yeti. If you, you go, if you're not familiar with a Yeti um, cooler, yeah, they're expensive, but my God, do they keep a drink cool! Or if you work for Yeti, get on the line. We're looking for sponsors. We are look, yeah, look, we'll take a Yeti sponsorship for. Uh, we'll take. We'll take most sponsorships actually, but
0: let's save that because we've got we've got a big pod. Given we're going the hardness scale, it could be a Viagra sponsorship
1: for this. Extra pod. hard. Let's do it. Yeah. This. is by heart. Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest
0: suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around. Yeah, no out of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with food factories. As
1: gritty, grotty suburbs in prime
0: locations turned into trendy hotspots. One's had five bounces, Nearly get another one? he's the smartest guy on the team? We don't have too many to pick from. You've got to go back to Billy Graham at the
1: MCG for an American to dominate like this. The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. I still can't believe it. Okay. Oh. A weekend order by the club of 288,000 cans to be consumed. More comfortable with myself.
0: It's as close as you'll get the greatness, your peanut up.
1: Okay, hello everybody and welcome back to another year of Pie Hard, the Collingwood Culture podcast for pies fans and wannabe pies fans. Uh, it's a podcast where we sidestep the stats, sell the candy to the analysis peeps and deep dive into Collingwood Culture, the good, the bad... And along the way, Alex, we unearth the hidden story, strange beauty, and offbeat culture of this famous football club.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself.
1: (laughs) It's good to be back.
0: (laughs) man, is it good? Happy New Year.
1: Yeah, Happy New Year to you. Look, there's been a lot happening in the uh, off-season, so I think you should really set up what this special episode of Pie Heart is all about. But I just want to say before we can launch into our crystal ball predictions of season 2023 and get too excited, we need to look backwards. Uh Uh-huh. Because it's been a monster off-season. It's always a monster off-season yeah. for the Collingwood Football Club. But this one has a – this one's had it all. Yeah, It's yeah. had highs. It's had lows. Yeah, And I think we've missed sort of diving into this. So, rather than, yeah, launch into the season proper, uh-huh. I feel like we, we need to do a, a, a stock take. A yeah. Collingwood stock take on all the cultural happenings and, boy, have there been some impressive ones.
0: You're spot on, Damo. There's some off-seasons there's just, like, shit fight after shit fight yeah. and incidents in, you know, yeah. Bali and overseas mm. and mm. weird delistings listings and salary cap mm. struggles. This one's had it all. It's had real ups and downs. And it was interesting going back through mm. the major stories because, you know, September, October, November is a long time ago. <laughs> it is. It's a so you go a back lifetime through, ago. And it's like... Shit, like that happened,
1: yeah, and it felt like at certain moments it was a very uncharacteristically quiet off season mm. for the Collingwood Football Club. But when you and as we have done for our listeners, mm. pile everything up into a big stack, right? It's actually it's on par with one of the uh, you know one of the all time best off seasons the Collingwood Football Club has ever had, right?
0: And we're we're not going to deliver it like no. a scrambled eggs kind of you <laughs> know all like over normal. the place. No. We're gonna we're gonna no. list. Demo Mm. the off-season happenings, Mm. everything to do with the great club Mm. on Mm. the hardness scale.
1: Yeah. Please explain what the hardness scale is. Well,
0: I believe there's a number of scales uh, (laughs) dedicated to the measurement of hardness. Mm. The one I like is the Noop. Yeah. (laughs) K-N-O-O-P. Of course. Um, Now, it's incumbent upon us as Mm. pie-harders to really analyse everything in the Collingwood universe according to... Hardness. Mm. Um, so I think we're going to go and you've, you've gone away separately. Yeah, I have. And yeah. you've listed in order of hardness. So from softest being the, the kind of the stuff we really don't dig. Yeah. And obviously the harder the better. Yeah. So from softest to hardest, we're going to rate uh, everything that happened this off season.
1: Now, you haven't seen this, you haven't seen this list, have you? No, well, I, yeah, I, I, not I, yet. I, we we both have a sense mm. for
0: the topics we yeah. might be covering, yeah. but you have independently. I have, yes, rated them. So yes. I can't wait to see it come. There could be
1: a few surprises in the bunch. So I'd say, why don't we jump in All now? Right. I'm going to start at the softest end of the scale. Good. And uh, there's 20. Like we culled this down, I think from 37, but this we're down to we're down to 20. Top 20. The hottest. T- the hardest, the hardest twenty right. uh, happenings, cultural happenings for the Collingwood Football Club over the off season. Let's kick it off with number twenty. It's the Collingwood snake. Mm. Excitement at rare sighting of endangered Collingwood snake in northeast Victoria. Alex, did you see this story? No. There's <laughs> a rare sighting <laughs> of an endangered bandy bandy snake, confirmed by a member of the Department of Energy, Environment, and Climate Action, DECA. Right. uh, Glenn Glenn Johnson, who said it was a pretty uncommon event. Now, let me explain why Mm. this is number 20. So, we're talking
0: actual snake.
1: This is a real snake. Okay. This is a real snake. Now, the species of snake has a distinctive black and white ring around its entire body, which sometimes mean they get called a hoop snake. Or as Glenn Johnson more eloquently put it, it might be easy to think of them as the Collingwood snake. Our sightings of the rarely seen reptile uh should be reported. Um and uh yeah, sent a lot of excitement. I'm assuming the camp.
0: given the snake's uh habitats somewhere around Hoddle Street, I'm, I'm assuming it's highly venomous.
1: <laughs> it is. It's gotta it's it's not a it's not a known threat to humans, but okay. uh, yeah, you wouldn't want You wouldn't want to come across one in a dark alley in Collingwood, that's for sure. All right.
0: Feel like the snake's been hardly done by at 20, but (laughs) (laughs) moving on. Well, we're
1: gonna move straight into (laughs) it. Uh, number 19, the pies reluctantly part ways with vampire boy Oliver Henry. Oh. Do you remember this story? Now we should we should tell a story. We were at um Mm. we were at the the Prelim. Prelim in Sydney, and Henry wasn't playing. I think we'd gone we'd taken a, a break from watching the action to go down and get another. Um, some refreshments and we came across Henry uh, in the wild. Apparently the, the mm. players have to kind of cross, you know, they have to enter the general So Again, it's, it's I think a it's, shocking ground. But you I should think not also, have players. Also the
0: club like feeding them to the wolves. It's like, look, you guys didn't make the squad for this game. Um,
1: <laughs> so you're just going to sit in the stands. So he was mauled by Collingwood supporters, basically, oh, who wanted an answer. Yeah, one in particular that accosted young Henry. It was terrible. It was it in was the bad. in the kind of underground. Yeah, in the it was, tunnel when he was the, like, it was in the in the concourse. This guy's like, mate, mate, you can't fucking. Well, leave, are you, are you leaving? Yeah, yeah what are, are you, you leaving, doing, mate? Why are you leaving? And we
0: knew instantly, mm. walking past yeah, this debacle, that, that like, if he hadn't decided, yeah, which he probably had mm. to go home to mummy and daddy in Geelong.
1: Mm. And
0: and Huffy's like, I don't really judge him on that, young man. He mm. can play no. where he wants, but. I felt like you fucking bonehead, Collingwood yeah. supporter. You don't just the guy's like nineteen. Yeah, just let him go. Putting pressure on him. Yeah, yeah. And yeah let him go. Ollie Henry's trying to be polite.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. And, yeah. and stuck in a situation where he wanted to move off, but it was it wasn't threatening, but it could have it semi aggressive. Could have gone. Could have gone in either way.
0: Yeah, that's a soft. That is soft on the hard scale because we don't like that.
1: Now it was hard to see um, Henry leave, and obviously him kicking four goals or whatever. It's hard to put a couple of years this into weekend. a player with talent. With, and with immense walk. talent. Yeah. It was a very Nick, Nick Davis situation. So you were big on the
0: Dracula, weren't you?
1: I was big, and I still am. But I had, I had a thought of how to get back at Geelong. Right. Now, if Collingwood was a petty club, mm. we're not. But what I would be saying to Jeff Brown is, because he moved back for family reasons, right, and playing with his brother was really important, I'd offer the brother $3 million <laughs> to come and play for Collingwood. So leave
0: Ollie Henry at Geelong. Leave and take him the in Geelong. Brother. Yeah, give him a Godfather <laughs> offer.
1: Yeah, it'll just completely wipe out and destroy our salary cap for and the, probably and the three Henry decades. family and the family. <laughs> but wouldn't that be a wouldn't that be a bold move? All right, let's keep moving. Uh, number eighteen is yeah. I've written here making waves. Now there was a distinct theme for Collingwood's preseason team bonding this year, and it was definitely around the concept of surfing right now, I don't know if surfing is making a big cultural comeback or this is part of some elaborate fly McRae, uh, Bonding. Inc- yeah, incent or, uh, idea to kind of bring, you know, a coaching philosophy or message mm. through being at one with the ocean. And I'm flow. not sure what it is flow potentially, yep. but, um, we of course saw the Collingwood football club, um, arrive at Lawn I believe for their preseason camp.
0: Yeah, Lawn Oval up there.
1: Lawn Oval uh, before that took a bit more of a sinister turn which we'll talk about a little bit later on in this um in this segment. Um but and then we also saw them arrive at Urban Surf. Are you familiar with Urban Surf? Mm, I am. It's the it's Australia's penultimate penultimate ultimate ultimate, sorry, ultimate artificial made artificial yeah. wave generator
0: wave pool, yeah. Pool. It's somewhere in Tullamarine, I think.
1: And it was uh, it had it all from a PR perspective. It had players um, who could surf, players mm. who couldn't surf, players who looked like they should be able to surf, like Darcy <laughs> Moore, can't. but can't. They can't. And what I really <laughs> loved about uh, these team bonding sessions is there was an interview with Murphy, and um, he spoke very candidly and honestly. And I like Murphy. I like mm. his. I like his. Um, his laid back demeanour. Uh, talking about the virtues of team bonding, and it's really interesting. To unpack with mm. a football club because they spend so much time together playing football, in the showers, training, mm. surrounded by football. In the spa. Playing video games. It's like if anyone needs more, is it, do they need more team bonding? Yeah, yeah. That's probably why it's so low in my- They've got uh, to be
0: sick of each other.
1: You, you would be. I think the best like, the best idea would be not to bond Yeah, because you do enough bonding.
0: I think it's probably just like from a psychological point of view, they get put through the absolute ringer, some devastating running session down Olympic Park, like 100 laps of the Motor Dome. Mm. And then it's like the incentive is oh, tomorrow, boys, we're going to urban surf. Yeah. So it's kind of recovery. It's like a bit of a letdown. Yeah. But yeah, there wasn't a lot of great surfing on display. And I feel sorry for Murph because yeah. he he's he the was pressure on, on him bargain. as the designated surfer. Yeah. I think he might be from Torquay.
1: Yeah, I think think so.
0: And so, like, even the news coverage was, yeah, the only image of a player actually surfing a wave was Murph.
1: Yeah, and there was a couple of big wipeouts too, which could come back to haunt if the season goes pear. All right, number 17, 17, sorry, on our list of softest to hardest is Colt Pies and Nepo Babies Leave the Nest. Right. Now, there were some big name delistings over the off-season. Of course, we're talking about the Brown Brothers Mm -hmm. and Colt Pies' Caleb Poulter. Right, Jack Magin, and is it Isaac Chug? Yeah, Chug. I think so. Chug yeah. with Chuggy. Yeah, so some big, big delistings, um, which made us sad. We, we're we we're big on Poulter, mm-hmm. Um but inevitably this is part of the we like the churn and burn of to a, be fair, a you modern like the football
0: look, club. The aesthetic more. I like with the, than anything. I like editing. the
1: white white Snoop Dogg look more than, <laughs> than anything to do with potential performance, which might be why he's,
0: he's, his his uh, his career has come to it. You know, yeah, crushing it because of the Snoop Dogg mm, association.
1: Mm. Also, it was it was nice to see uh, a, a a footballer that didn't maybe have the, the the modern attributes. You know, being six foot seven, not training, properly. big, um, <laughs> being a little bit wafer thin. You know, thin legs and probably. But anyway, it was nice to see that as an experiment. Would it work? Would it not? And it didn't work. So you um, had way more confidence from
0: Buckley in that final year than. He ever got from McRae? He kicked a really good goal. The poltergeist.
1: He he should leave with his um with his mullet held up. I think because that was yeah. a fantastic little cameo
0: at the Collingwood Football Club. I think sadder again though is mm. the Magan departure. Mm. Now Magin is destined to be the go-to Collingwood trivia question in twenty thirty-eight. Yep. Like, which Cairns Ta- Taipan <laughs> alumni pulled on the black and white for forty-nine games?
1: Yeah. Was and it that- forty-nine? Was it? which is kind of cruel, like, isn't it? They didn't yeah, even yeah. allow
0: him to get his 50.
1: Yeah, his shoulders started falling apart towards the end, didn't it? I think if you have 50 robbed, games, yeah. you,
0: um, you're um, mm-hmm. you entitled to at least one of Ben Johnson's beers at the president's functions yeah. per week.
1: Yeah, and it kind of leads into, and I, I don't have this in the list, but we'll talk about it in the preview of the season, but just the Collingwood depth chart at the moment. Right. How drastically it's gone from having, uh, you know, this underlying second string kind of group of players who have mm. always felt like it was kind of patching the whole thing together to having depth across all lines. But we'll, we'll save that any comments on the Brown brothers before we move on. Oh, look, I th- I think it's incumbent upon us fiercely independent
0: uh, podcast journalists mm. to be honest. It was the right decision. Yeah. I think we, I think we've all, we've all, uh, and, and, and mainly because of the aforementioned depth chart. Yes. Um, they had an op- both had opportunities to be part of that depth mm. and to press their claims. And I reckon they prob- probably, when I think of Calum, I think maybe he probably got more opportunities than a player without that surname might have got, mm. and there's nothing wrong with that. No. No, a bit of nepotism, not. a bit of like mm. respecting the heritage there and Gavin, but mm. the play, the um, performances went in the park. I will say that um, I think that Tyler physiologically... Mm. Has the attributes of a modern? It's kind of like that thing about being tall and like, can can he play midfield? Could he play key position? Mm. Like versatility. I thought that he would get a second chance, and he has. Mm. Gross. So good on you, and I I
1: wish him all the best. All right. This this is number sixteen. Now this magpie features a number of times on the um on the softness to hardness chart, Mm. and I'll just read this out. Um, chasing seven for two oh seven. This Collingwood player punished Castlemaine with an unbeaten 118 off just 85 balls. Oh. He blasted a whopping 18 boundaries along the way, including seven sixes, as the team, Barkers Creek, went on to win by eight weeks, eight wickets. Do you know who I'm talking about? Jack Ginevan. Jack Ginevan, yeah. So this was mm-hmm. his first foray into the headlines uh, across uh, the offseason. We're expecting a lot from Ginevan heading into... Yes. The Collingwood off-season. And it's fair to say he did not disappoint. Um, but this was a great story, which was uh, obviously over the summer, where I wasn't aware that Collingwood players were still allowed to go and play other physical activities. Um, yeah, you'd think Any have physical to play, activity that could potentially lead to an injury. You'd think they'd play with an incredible yeah, just or, to protect them. Or he'd have a runner. You know, like yeah. the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Incredible, yeah, I remember that's the foam one, isn't
0: it? It's like it was mm. kind of plastic on the mm. outside, quite heavy and a mm. bit doughy, but mm. not gonna not gonna concuss you.
1: Are you surprised by Guinnavin's uh ability to to translate his skills across multiple I love, sports? I th- we love these
0: stories of um cross code prowess. Mm. It reminds me of interspecies friendships. It's like something about it shouldn't it shouldn't work, but when you see a species befriend another species mm. in the wild. Mm. There's something heartwarming. Mm. Um, and it's the same with footy players playing other sports when they're really good. Cause you've got this, some players just have it. Yeah. It's hand. eye. yeah. And he must be one of those. And some players are just like, they can only really play footy.
1: It's very country footballer. Isn't it having that ability to play, you know, I imagine he's really good at golf, tennis, anything, squash, anything they turn their mind to some of these guys, pickleball, pickleball. Um, All right, number 15 is, well, Like the, this is always a recurring theme on Pie Hard, but it's the Celebrity Arms Race, and none other than Tim and Dirk mm. made it down to the Lexus Centre over the off-season. Do you want to unpack that for me, uh, Alex, and just remind our our listeners who Tim and Dirk are?
0: Well, look, if I, going, if I was going to do a hard yes and hard no in regard to the Celebrity Arms Race mm. off-season, the yes would be Dirk Nowitzki. Yes. He came down to the Lexus. um, he was pictured <laughs> with, who was it? With Darcy Moore, a jumper presentation. Now we know with the Celebrity Arms Race that they have to be, they basically have to be given or don a piece of club merchandise. Yeah,
1: memorabilia. So
0: they gave him um, a jumper, a very funny photo next to Darcy Moore. The thing that stands out is that Dirk Nowitzki is uh, significantly taller than Darcy Moore. So that's
1: Yeah, that's the first striking observation there. And just
0: like that absolute ridiculous like physical nature of the nba how yeah. they're just f- absolute freaks yeah and uh, of course he was for those that don't know he he won a championship with a dallas mavericks was it oh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna 2011 gonna, i'm gonna say yes and then we can yeah edit this okay uh, right. he's like seven foot something mm. dirk um the jumper they gave him was number 41 curious number um and it's just tiny like it looks like a, yeah, bear, yeah, a teddy yeah, bear yeah, jumper yeah yeah um,
1: was Mason Cox not around for this presentation? I felt like the American basketball pie would have been.
0: Well, I think it was a precursor to the change of captaincy, which we might oh, touch yeah. on later. But yeah. well, once you start being given the role of handing the merchandise to the new celebrity as part of the arms race, that's yeah. a precursor to it is, yeah. bigger things yeah. to come. But um, What
1: do you think they do with the, with the jumper? Oh, does that bit, make it into the luggage? Bit, and does that head back, a or is a hotel that, room bin? It's, yeah. a, it's a hotel. <laughs> it room. It's either hotel room or on the plane, isn't it? <laughs> like in the tiny bin yeah, in the yeah. toilet, if the <laughs> stuffed it in, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, number forty-one. Yeah, with a sewing kit. Yeah,
0: yeah. The other thing which stands out is whenever there is a celebrity arms race mm. thing, and they get the celebrity on the field yep. to partake in training. Yeah, <clears throat> it's it's almost or, almost always exactly the same vision yep. of the most purest evidence of how weird and unnatural handballing is yeah
1: isn't it, isn't <laughs> it if you've never, never done it before if you've never handballed <laughs> before it's a very this guy's
0: like elite ball sports yeah. person with yeah. incredible hands yeah. and like dexterous yeah you know yeah mobility and they just cannot kicking I mean, the, they get the Handballing's really difficult for kicking
1: them. is like a part of the you know american football and you know it's it's easy to kind of cor- translate those skills but handballing is
0: yeah yeah, I imagine that Darcy's there. Like, all right, mm. so you've got this. You've got the saucer mm. and the cup.
1: Yeah, you got the yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dirk, Dirk, no, no, that's no. The left hand's the saucer, yeah. Dirk. No, don't throw it. Yeah, don't throw it. Yeah. So yeah, that was that. The other um, the other, one, the other one. one the, the hard no of the celebrity arms race mm. would be Tim zoo zoo Costa's yep. son. Who? Does he have down, a rat's towel? oh I think he does. He should. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah, think he's on good, brand yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. On brand. So I was like, oh, cool. They got another celebrity down there, and he's promptly said during the press conference. I have no idea about AFL. I've never watched a game. Yeah. Yeah. And brilliant. Pendles mm. took the mantle for this one, to, um, you know, handing over the uh, mm. the merchant. Pendles was like, oh, it's just great to meet him. He just gets better every fight. And you could just see Tim Sue just being like, I have no idea who this yeah, guy who is. Yeah, who this guy is. Yeah. So it's a hard note, Tim.
1: It's one of the, it's one of the all time best um, celebrity arms races is when you get someone down with, with zero knowledge or interest. And yeah. I like the the thing that stuck out for me about Tim Suit was I think Collingwood was like his third or fourth stop on this PR tour. So right. he was at Melbourne Storm. I think he went to Victoria. You know, it was like I think they literally one of five They get like pay per
0: view, don't they? So like their promotion of their own fights mm. is just f- it's just a massive money grab.
1: Yeah, yeah, they do. More All right. viewers, the better. Let's keep moving. Let's go to number fourteen. There is a thread here, and it's Collingwood's switch from recruiting players with a basketball background mm. to a volleyball background.
0: Right. Yeah. So the the part, I mean, it it never ceases to amaze the the extent that clubs will go to to get the edge. Mm. And of course, we went. We've had a good fifteen years of basketball.
1: Yeah, we hey. we really mind that. Yeah. That well, didn't we? And we- it always,
0: always gets referred to in, in relation to Pendles. But, you know, we're looking for new territories. Yes. And new frontiers. New frontiers. And we've we've gone into volleyball, which I think is a brilliant move. Um,
1: I think it's brilliant too because they couldn't get paid that much, right? Like we, we'd prey on these sports that, you know, require height, athleticism. Right. Um, spatial awareness. But maybe it's not enough to, you know, Renovate the house or upgrade the car. Yeah. So by waving a little, a little baggie of cash uh, in front of some of these, um, some of these elite sports people, we can tempt them away from their first choice love. So two hundred four centimeter
0: retired beach volleyballer Max Gura Gura mm, joins Collingwood's preseason in a remarkable bid for AFL ruck spot. Now we loved it when it came out. Unfortunately, long story. Short, um, he kind of got boned work, at the end yeah. in favor of Markov,
1: oh, which right. I think okay. might come
0: into the list possibly, well, maybe. Yes, maybe. it will. So, yeah, anyway, we're, we're trying things. We're trying things. I wonder what, what sports next. Uh, volleyball's a fail because this mm. guy is <laughs> yeah, ditched, but there's got to be. I mean, pickleball's obvious,
1: darts. darts, darts is having a moment. <laughs> Whoever the darts mm. recruit is, he's yeah. definitely
0: playing out of the square.
1: Yeah, I think, the, I think, the, I think, a, a, a the leading athlete in the darts world could 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 feature in this next section, yep. and it's number thirteen. Sadly, the voice of Collingwood, the golden voice of Collingwood, Glenn Moriarty, has hung up the tonsils mm. as Collingwood's chief MC and yeah and host. Really, what would you yeah. call him? Yeah, I think right matchday host.
0: Yeah, I mean first Maguire, yeah, and Buckley. <laughs> There's been but, some. And Moriarty. <laughs> it's big. It's a different club. He'll be missed. Yeah. I mean, we're just not accustomed to having that level of good looks.
1: No. Anywhere down in the vicinity of the no, motor no. Dome. Um He has that real country road, country road. model oh, yeah. look. Like, he probably lives in Torquay. And he, yeah, put, he, has out a, model he put,
0: put out a heartfelt LinkedIn post. You know when people change jobs and they put, put oh, yeah. the obligatory link, yeah, LinkedIn yeah. post where they Say thank you to everyone. I mean, they've usually just been fired. Yeah, but they say thank you to
1: everyone, and then it's part of the severance is they're allowed to sort of manipulate it and twist it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They were uh, they not showing the door. They were you know. It's time yeah, we're not
1: we're not we're not we're not suggesting cor- for here for a second growth. that Moriarty
0: was boned. No, no, it would be a devastating, you know, decision yeah, I, I, to do. I that. I think
1: the fact that we haven't filled the microphone duty since. Shows us that this the Collingwood were caught off guard. So I hope they, I hope they're progressing in their in their. Where do search. we go from
0: Moriarty? Yeah, I mean that's a tough, that's a tough act to follow.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can dive into this in a, in another a subsequent episode of Pie Hard and maybe draw up a list of potential contenders because I feel like it probably needs. Ask. Yeah, probably needs. Do yeah, a hard be, ask, make a yeah. good hard ask. All right, let's do that. Number twelve, Nick sticks with thirty five. Now, it was a topic that was on everyone's lips last year mm. and that was that Prodigal Son, um, child of Peter, brother of Josh, was progressing towards the end of his first year as a Collingwood Football Club player. Now we all know the highest draft pick taken every year at the Collingwood Football Club. Where's the famous number thirty five jumper, mm. inspired by the heroics of Simon Prestigio Como? Now we had some strong thoughts on this on Pie Hard last year. I for one thought it was a silly, tokenistic uh, offering. Mm. I didn't like. I don't like players necessarily jumping around jumpers. You know, in between Changing, jumpers. So long. Uh, I like a bit of consistency. Yep. Uh, so my thoughts on this are a little bit split. It is number twelve, so it is getting towards a more harder end of the scale. And I'll encourage you to access your brain and provide your thoughts on this one. But Mixed emotions. F- yeah, I feel like for this one, I, I get. I, obviously, I get. It's. His dad's jumper, and there's something really um, moving and exciting about carrying that on. But I don't think the 35 suits Nick. Okay. Nick Nick's, Nick should be a single digit player. He is should his, either be um, a
0: one. Is his back not wide enough to
1: accommodate? That's, yeah. Well, well, we did see the that, that we did see the number eleven has the clo- shrunk. The, the, close the gap 11. between the eleven on McStay's jumper, it just that the eleven for someone to do. You, Lots the, of teams are doing that. I there think you the asked the this question 11. yesterday. It's like when you, when you join a football club and you do take on the number 11, do you get a choice between a fat, like kerning, or, yeah. is, it, or is it tight? <laughs>
0: kerning. Can
1: you, can, can, you, <laughs> can you have a say in how close those ones are together? Because we have – it's almost at the point now where it's just a fat one.
0: Yeah, O'Bri was like just give me the conventional. Yeah, kerning. conventional.
1: Yeah, I just want the standard conventional can. Yeah.
0: Um then I think Seedsman when he went to Adelaide, <laughs> yeah. I think he yeah. started the close yeah, 11. Yeah, there was a close 11.
1: Was and Jim Stein's 11? On the close I 11. I think he was close. It's way too close. Yeah, it's too close. If you don't have great lost. vision, yeah, if you, you don't think have good, oh it's Leon Davis. If you don't if you don't have a good television <laughs> and many out there don't, yeah, high resolution yeah. definition. Yeah. If you're on SD,
0: you're <laughs> yeah. fucked. You yeah, think we we got to fix that. Number one every time.
1: All right. Um, oh, sorry. Your thoughts? I <laughs> just cut, cut oh, that out.
0: Well, just quickly, you yeah. Know, Pres- I feel sorry for Presty because it's like this great honor was bestowed upon mm. him that we're going to keep the the, 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 the number one recruit gets his mm. uh, number as a nod to the sportsmanship and team first attitude of this Collingwood legend. Yeah. Who, but but on the other hand, he didn't. He wasn't in the premiership team. Mm. No one from a really young generation now would really probably know who he was because mm. he's that kind of character. Yeah. Um, he's a retiring, you know, shy, humble man. But you and can now, own that without- He's only yeah. had this great honour bestowed for what, like 10 years.
1: He is making 10 it- 10 years. And is- so it's
0: like, oh, it's kind of faded in the memory now. Let's go with- Let's just go with the Dacos thing because yeah. it's like- It's razzle dazzle. Yeah. It's the opposite of Presti and he's lost his- And he
1: wouldn't have complained. He's not that kind of guy. I feel like they- um- they took that away from Presty and offered him a spot in a KFC-branded content piece last <laughs> year where unsuspecting Collingwood members entered a KFC to order a bucket of chicken and were met by Presty behind the counter. Did that ha- actually happen? A 49-year-old Simon <laughs> Presti. <laughs> I think it did. I think it did. It's not on the hard chart. Should be, maybe. All right, number 11, um, friend of the pod, Mark Anderson, CEO. One of the first to uh, cotton on to what we were doing at Pie Hard um, we had some fantastic chats with him, uh, during his uh, illustrious reign as CEO of Collingwood. Now he left and it was viewed by many as, uh, an interesting decision because, uh, he'd been in the seat, I think it was like four years, had been instrumental in some of the key appointments, uh, obviously Jeff Brown, Craig McRae and the Collingwood bottom line was performing really well. So it's a big tick as far as CEOs go. Okay. But he left with minimal fanfare yeah. uh, towards the end of last year, which leads us to suspect it's a big power move by, by Jeff Brown. Now let me explain why I know from sources at the club that Jeff Brown is looking for some um, really aggressive players to move, I don't mean players I as in mean football players, but aggressive people to move into these positions to okay. get Collingwood back up to the top using um, all of the uh, power and pinching. and relationships and pinching <laughs> that you can ask for. And subsequently we have seen that we I don't want to dive into that because I might feature a little bit later on, but we we do wonder uh, if the uh, decision to leave the Collingwood football club by Mark Anderson was voluntary or mm. Was
0: he... That's right. I mean, it begs the question, but also just the disinterest with which I think the Collingwood universe and the broader media reported on this story. Yeah. Yeah, CEO moves on. It was like, it didn't feel like a surprise, Mm. did it?
1: No, that tracks though, that tracks.
0: And we'll get get into that more, I think, if we do talk about the replacement. But yeah, yeah. Not much to say about that. No. Uh, well, well, there is num- a bit
1: to say, but we'll say it later. Because yes. it's, it's going to pop up again. That's true.
0: Monkey was probably the one that did the most bizarre, crazy, and I can't believe you just done that thing. Monkey was bizarre, crazy, I yep. can't believe you just done that thing. I think the Legionnaires probably came from inside his
1: body somewhere. <laughs> monkey, monkey pox. Bizarre, crazy, monkey, monkey pox. Monkey, monkey pox. All right, we're halfway through. So, we're kind of straddling soft and hard here, uh, which is why I put this one here. Semi-flaccid. It's the new Nike kit. And I have a question for you, Alex. sweeping bird or sweeping turd? Turd. Okay, explain.
0: Well, you, you wisened me up to this by sending an image of mm. said kit. Yes. And...
1: I think it's on sale in the in the in the store. Like I think it's announced. Well it
0: looks like it's on sale in Clip Art two thousand and five. <laughs> yeah. Um it's just like I don't know, it's this it's a it's a magpie. Um for some reason and we've talked about this on other pods, but like clubs went away from like realistic animal
1: yeah, representations. Yeah, yeah, they
0: did. And they tried to like blend the animals with a logo kind yeah. of approach. Yeah. Like yeah. which is just kind of a line drawing made on, a, yeah. made on Microsoft Paint, yeah. Photoshop, Illustrator, whatever. Yeah. And it just looks really bland and really kind of corporate to me.
1: It's the marvelification of mm. AFL, right? Where, you know, it's like almost like it's a Magpie Man, you know, type mm. superhero device. Um, There's it, nothing organic or realistic about that Magpie. Interestingly, it was met with very little fanfare on socials. Now, normally something like this drops- and it just ignites socials, and it was very interesting to see when this dropped, and even the way Collingwood sort of announced it—no emojis, no hype. Yeah, um, I think they're expecting a little bit of uh, a little bit of pushback, and the reason is because this is—I I think the idea is good, the execution is poor. Now, this is a facsimile of the 2003 era swooping mag- magpie jumper by Adidas. Right now, you can't replicate that because it's. It's checks and stripes, Nike and Adidas. Okay. Uh, That would be entering, that would be breaking a fourth wall. Brand politics. Brand politics. And I'm not sure whether Collingwood briefed Nike and said, we want something similar, just change it, you know, classic rule of thumb when it comes to copyright law, just change it 10% or whether Nike with no time or prep or care uh, just happened upon this design uh, on their own accord, sent it to Collingwood. And Collingwood's like, we don't like it. It's not great. We've got some notes. And Nike's like, shut the door. It arrives from the Philippines. You know, there's 25,000 boxes of this shit coming. Who's and got sign-off? Off. This is what I don't understand because traditionally you'd think the Collingwood would have the sign-off, but we know with the relationship with Nike, it's the other way around.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Collingwood
1: the- does, is not a big team in the whole- it's tail wagging the dog. Yeah, it is the tail wag- wagging the dog. And for me, it's. I think it's time we just revert back. And I, I have no doubt that Collingwood will do this in the next two or three years, but we will come full circle and we will go back to the just the historic perching iconography of a lone magpie, mm. head tilted to the right yeah. or left, looking depending kind of on how you look about it, on a fence post.
0: Yeah, with the fence post in shot. In shot. Yeah. The fence post must be in shot with a little bit of grain in the timber of the post. A
1: grain in the post, one hundred percent. But no yeah. outlines, no, you know, no bringing it nah. modernizing it in any way. Just an old school magpie fence. No kerning. No, no kerning. All right, number nine. This was big news. Pies partner with Primo Ham. Now, this is this is getting very hard. For me. And I wanted to take you through uh, some facts about Primo Foods, uh, which was formerly known as Primo Small Goods. Now, it's an Australian food and beverage company based in Western Sydney. First strike, I guess. It's the largest producer of ham, bacon, and small goods in the Southern Hemisphere. Shit. Is that not impressive? That's why it's cheap. Yeah, it was founded in 1985 by a Hungarian immigrant called Andrew Lederer after he purchased Sydney's Mayfair ham factory. Now it's big business now. it's been bought out by a Brazilian beef conglomerate called j b s for get this one point two five billion u s dollars ooh, now ooh. I don't care if you're ham, you're an airline, mm. you're an automotive business. If you've got one point what was it two five bill mm. in the coffers then that net the net benefit for Collingwood in that scenario is immense now, think about the possibility for brand activations we've got <laughs> twiggy sticks as goals yeah we've got hot dog water flavored Gatorade
0: oh yeah yeah kind of and slightly pink
1: we've got ham off the bone injury report uh, yeah. section with that, <laughs> with the pro yeah
0: brand and brand ambassador wolfgang
1: and we change we rename hawkeye to porkeye <laughs> and this is just this is first thought That's stuff just so this scraped. hasn't even we Barely haven't even fleshed this. Flesh this out
0: in a think tank it's funny your take on it is like so utterly positive, creative. You know the potentiality. To me, it smacks of like the bottom line is the only thing that matters. Like how much money do these sponsors have. Yeah. Because first we go like it's bottom of the barrel stuff. First we go fried chicken. Uh, you know. Yes. We're, and we're literally Nothing, putting buckets. One of the
1: largest fried chicken
0: buckets on heads of key players. Like just absolutely shameless Nothing putting wrong with Presti that. behind the counter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's Street. seamless. Uh, it's shameless is what it is.
1: This is why it's number nine because it's still a little, yeah, there's a bit of push and pull I'm on this one. I'm pretty sure yeah.
0: bacon is kind of getting phased out, slowly cancelled. Like I think that the connection between bacon and like serious illness is being fleshed mm, out well, let's day not by day.
1: Look, we are looking for a sponsor on. This is the thing is that, my, all that money we're speaks. We're looking for a sponsor on Pie Hard. So yeah. just track that back. The money speaks. So. The money does talk. Um, I personally welcome the Primo family. Uh, and if they do want to talk about um, some kind of hot dog thermos activation, how's at the football this year? Uh, not great, um, but I'm open to travelling to Brazil to learn more about. We the are country.
0: open to travelling to Brazil, to Brasilia, the capital.
1: Number eight is the newcomers. Now this is this is we're going to be a bit, little bit more positive and buoyant here. We've got oh, I can't wait to see this guy tearing up at the MCG. Bobby Hill from the GWS in a trade. He is just, he looks elite. And he looks like he's going to light things How up. How did
0: Chunky describe him?
1: So we're recording the day after. Did he say he's going to play three hundred games? I said no, something he said, outlandish. No, he
0: said we're recording the day after the Carlton Collingwood preseason fixture at Princess Buck and, um Alumni of the pod, Chunky was at the ground, feeding us his insightful, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, he was readings, and yeah. he said Bobby Hill is like John Noble with five thousand. Oh, times offensive. more offensive yeah, that's skills. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I thought it was an interesting comparison, but there was this. We only watched half the game on telly, yeah. you yeah. and you, you and I, because yeah. we're on our um, our pre season training yeah. regime, yeah. Yeah. as we you would have heard from the beach. Planning, planning and training and yeah. performance. But uh, there was one def little kick. He just popped it over the top, just a t- touch oh, kick going into yeah. the 50. I think he might have hit Mitchell. And it's like that
1: kind of touch. He hit Pendlebury and then Pendlebury hit up. Right. Um, Adams and then Adams slotted right. it through, but it was. It's like awareness. it reminds you and
0: one of the great, you know, things uh, in our great sport really is is the type of skill set that so many Indigenous players have bought over mm. decades. Yeah.
1: That and we've been starved of. For, we've been
0: utterly starved yeah. of. I mean, obviously Leon comes to mind. We've had others, Daniel Wells, you know, but that type of skill set, he looks exciting he looks good
1: uh look we're not going to go through all of them Dan McStay obviously impressed Billy Frampton Tom Mitchell Ed Allen there's the list goes on I wanted to talk about Markov yeah and Oleg 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 yeah I'm not 100% sure on that but um two things really impressed me with Markov and the first one is just it's nice when we bring in a well-spoken pie and the club will always release a video okay Uh, often it's a player talking about their excitement normally ends with go pies and it's it's a, it's a, it's a message direct to the, to the supporter, supporter group, mm-hmm. get us excited. Um, often the players wearing a jumper or holding a jumper in this scenario, he had a dog, which was great. Always good for content. Um, include your dog, always a spike, but just, I don't know why, but just when, when you hear a col- when you hear a footballer, just speak normally and eloquently and just naturally without rhyme or what did he rhythm? say? I didn't say it. I don't know what he said. He just said, I'm okay. I'm here. It's great. I can't wait to get started. But the, just the way he spoke was like a normal, you know, right. he high functioning human being. He wasn't
0: stilted, monosyllabic. No,
1: not at all. Not at all. And um, that was just nice. That was must nice be to why hear.
0: he got moved on from Richmond and Carlton.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And, uh, yeah, well, let's talk about the Carlton move because that was a classic Graham Wright bait and switch. Scenario. So what happened? I wasn't really across it. Well, out. he trained at Collingwood and there was ongoing dialogue with Craig McRae and then the other backman got injured about the same time that he had left, was told there was no opportunity at Collingwood, Dean. went to train at Richmond. Dean injured his foot and on the ver... And- Williams from Carlton did his knee, and so there was all of these yeah. planets sort of like spinning around and seizing an opportunity, blood in the water style. Graham Wright, yeah. picked up the Nokia and punched the numbers <laughs> in, and within I think the flip within forty eight seconds had inked the deal under the under the gaze of the Carlton Football Club, snatching you know their preferred intended target. See, that's what this whole thing smacks of—not just the Markov
0: uh, deal, mm. but all of the ins. And the outs is like, to me, it's the mastermind Graham Wright doing his money balling. Yeah. And in the place of where previously there might have been kind of brown paper bags Mm. and and money flying and like people being overpaid, people on too long contracts, we might get to that. Mm. We now have a situation where we're picking the eyes out of the talent available across the nation. Mm. Different codes, different teams, recycle players. Mm. And I just think it smacks of the brilliant mind. Yeah. That is Graham, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, It's a beautiful mind, isn't it? Now we are moving on. We're number seven. Now we're getting real, we're getting to the hard end. Uh, So if you're losing interest, just stick around. I promise you it's getting, it's getting stronger and harder. Number seven is pie hard, the dog. Now we were equal parts, both humbled and horrified to learn that there's a greyhound racing around the tracks in Victoria (laughs) called none other than pie hard. Now friend of the pod, Ben Josky alerted us to this fact, and we were—it gave us a big smile. Uh, bred with Aussie Infrared and Dundee Alley, Piehard uh, is an impressive uh, dog, which has had nine starts, uh, no wins, four seconds, and two thirds. for a—that's
0: very Collingwood, isn't it? Yeah, it's
1: very Collingwood, isn't it? And it aligns with a prize money uh, so far of one thousand seven hundred dollars, which doesn't sound like a lot. Um, considering the food and transport's probably <laughs> really expensive, um, but yeah, keep an eye out. Uh, we if, saw one yeah, start,
0: didn't we? We, we got saw. sent one start. And I think we got he, sent one start. I think so, Hard looked the goods, but was yeah, checked at the turn.
1: No, 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 no. So no, Hard, uh <laughs> started ferociously, and I, I think for the first twenty seconds, felt like we were this was a winner. Yes, uh, and then decided mid race to refute not follow the. Not follow the, the little lure rabbit thing, yeah and, yeah and bite another dog, which <laughs> it is it is frowned upon in I'm learning this, but it is frowned upon in racing cycles if you have a dog that uh refuses to chase the lure Right. yeah it's it's, not, it's not, not good it's it's not a great uh endorsement, but Piehard's still with us, piehard, I think is still uh alive, and um <laughs> we will watch uh well, obviously as the season unfolds, we will watch piehard's uh. Is attempts he, to break the is the he curse he racing? of second she i think it's him, i don't she, know he ooh, yeah, i'm not is sure is she racing
0: in victoria cuz we should get along to the track
1: i'm not sure i'm not sure where pie hardy is racing and but i honestly don't, i the,
0: honestly don't know the answer to this pie is pie there Hard any connection Kendall? with us whatsoever <laughs>
1: or is it just a coincidence <laughs> no there there is a slight there is a slight connection um uh, as i said i think a uh, friend of the pod uh Ben uh did have a hand in in um naming that one so we do so we good. do send out a big That'd be
0: worthy of number 1 That'd the scale.
1: Yeah, well that just shows how much that's how much strength how much is to more come. hardness is, is to come. Number 6. Big news. Now this was probably This probably kicked off the off season but it was Jordan De putting pen to paper for Collingwood. Yeah. After what can only be described as a tumultuous uh sort of period um with Collingwood uh in and out of headlines and the media um but it's clear to all of us that Collingwood can't win a premiership in this period without a fully functioning, up and running Jordan De X factor. He adds X factor. Oh yeah, he's our bull in the midfield. And he, the de-
0: the delay worked for him, didn't it? It you know did. How yeah. The club said we're not going to negotiate to the end of the season. He's got yeah. to kind of prove himself. His performance in a couple of those finals, the Geelong game comes to, comes to mind. Yeah, it worked for him.
1: Yeah, and it's it was heading in the direction of a you know it was under kind of the specter of this in, of this big um Brody Grundy mega deal right, which has yep. spectacularly exploded like a like a, a shuttle in the sky. Did we cover? Is that in the list? Well, the Bro- I don't know? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you any. I'm not well, gonna, can't I'm gonna be mention hard. that. No, I'm not gonna. You don't no, know no, no, uh, no, 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 where I'm going with this, this one. Guy. But <clears throat> um, it was nice to sign that deal, not on ridiculous money. Mm bit of nitty-gritty, bit of back and forth on, on behavioural clauses. Right. But it's good to have, it, have us behind us now and have Dugowie, you know, a part of this new Dacos-infused midfield, yep. um, which, to be honest, it wasn't where it needed to be last year. So it gives us hope and, and some excitement that uh, we are plugging those holes. And
0: as you said at one stage on the socials, the media, you know, was really asleep at the wheel not reporting on Dugowie's Tibetan trip. Yeah. No. It's, it's the thing is like that once you get a narrative spun no, around they'll you. They always
1: do that, won't they? He's had an
0: off-season out of the limelight. I'm going to talk line. about the media. He's handed and the, set. the baton yeah. to yeah. Uh, yeah. another player.
1: Number five, Craig Kelly steps in to the vacant CEO role. Now, this is hard for many, many reasons. Premiership pie, mm. uh, businessman, successful businessman, bought and sold companies, player agent, uh, premiership, I think captain coach at the Mansfield Eagles. It just has a son playing for the club. He's
0: got a connection there with Josh.
1: Yeah, he does. So I was, I was a bit critical of this appointment early on. Um, and that was, I felt with the board appointment of Tuddenham with, uh, hiring that channel nine commercial media dude. It just felt like jobs for the boys. It felt, it felt like a boys club. It felt like the Collingwood of old. And I, I think we've, we've, Opined on this on Pie Hard about bringing in external brains, um, you know, from different areas, from different sports, yeah. from different industries, to kind of, you know, you know, you don't want groupthink Get in any mix. of these board meetings. Good mix, yeah. But I've been really impressed with Craig Kelly on a number of levels. One, his communication with members. I don't know if you read those. emails. Yeah, I saw emails. that
0: missive. Yeah, f- yeah, I saw the first one.
1: Yeah, so clearly his- he was like, I
0: was going to send this email tomorrow. Yeah, but then but I-, I decided to send it. Today. I
1: got word that the media would announce it, so I wanted to let you guys know first. Now that that is a skilled media yeah. performer, right there. I hope
0: he opens all his m- yeah. missives to members with that. He's like, I was going to send this one next Tuesday. Yeah, but I've brought it forward.
1: There was also the language in that he referred to one of the players as a pie. Right, that was great. I liked. You know, <laughs> I, I like when you know the vernacular, the vernacular yeah makes its way into the hallowed circles because oh, he's going to
0: be using all kinds of vernacular the from the 1990 era.
1: He's speaking to the every man. Yeah.
0: The, the players won't even yeah. be able to decipher what the hell yeah. he's talking about. And
1: I loved, I loved when he, when he got the job, he went on all the radio stations and, um, it's clear that he'd been briefed by the, by the media team, but he, he kicked off every interview with like a personal joke. Like one of them would be like, Oh, you still owe me that bottle of wine from the round of golf that we, uh, played the other week. Right. Or yeah, you know. boys club. Yeah. Just really broke it down. Um, and they asked him what he was going to do in his first year and he said, Not a lot really. I'm just gonna listen. Oh, good. Now, okay. Most people disguise. A the bit of fact, most most people disguise the fact that they don't do a lot of work at work. <laughs> Ned Kelly is the opposite. Yeah. He's just gonna sit there. Literally just sit there. He's not gonna do anything. He's just gonna listen. Yeah. And I think I couldn't ask for anything more than that. Right. But I think at times Collingwood does a little bit too much talking, if you know what I mean. Well, he's hung up the, the
0: player agent boots, obviously, because that's a conflict of interest. Mm. All of the hard decisions have been made uh, before his arrival, Yeah, the coaches, list management. Graham Wright, the mastermind, is going to take care of our success for the next, mm. f- like, two decades to come. And uh, Ned gets to swan on in um, and sit there and, and listen.
1: Number four, heart and soul pie Grundy sent packing for pick 27. Now I can't believe this is so high in the hardness. This is hard on so many levels, but what? it wasn't hard until I read this article. Now okay. I'm going to quote this Fox sports article. The 28 year old, I think this is to do with some uh, documentary that's just been launched on Australia's ninth best streaming service, Stan. Uh, the 28 year old revealed how he received no support from Collingwood coach Craig McRae, which fueled him to want to move on and exact revenge on the club at a new destination. This is Grundy speaking. I needed to hear that support from the coach. It's one thing to have the suits wanting me to move on, but to hear it from the coach, that's essentially my boss. So if you think you want me in your team, then cool. If not, I'll apply my trade elsewhere and I'll fucking see you on queen's birthday. King's birthday. King's birthday. Now, this is in there because finally mm. this is the Grundy we wanted. All right. This was the aggression. We've poked the bear. This is what we wanted. It's too late now. Where was this at Collingwood? It's too late. Where was this fuck you, we'll see you at Queen's birthday attitude? <laughs> it wasn't. It was, it was premierships don't mean shit to me. Like I'd rather live my life and just be well and be happy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm, not having a, I'm not having a go at him for that. I think Darcy Moore is, is very much in the same ilk. And we couldn't be bigger fans of Darcy Moore. But it's just funny. It's like this is hard because we're seeing the best of Brody Grundy now. Yeah. We're seeing the competitor. We're seeing the warrior. We're seeing what we wanted to see during those years at Collingwood. And I'm glad that Collingwood could play a, a role in helping Brody Grundy find that special source. It's naive, isn't it, to say that I wanted to hear
0: support from the coach. I mean, everybody knows – that McRae, Graham, Wright, and the powers that be, the club, mm. sat down and said, we've got to get rid of this contract. Yep. It's the, the whole thing about the Grundy um, trade is it's it's what we hope to be the last chapter in an ongoing saga, a grubby ongoing saga, dating back to the Maguire, Buckley, Ned Guy yeah. era when we thought we were closer to a premiership than we ended up being. Yep. And, Stack the deck. It, we can't get rid of that
1: kind of era. It's a purge. It's a purge, and this is the it's final. A it's a final big. Yeah, it was a final vi It was a final, you know, Gush. release of yeah. bile.
0: Bile from yeah. that era. Wretching. Yeah. And now, we unfortunately, can have the I mean, we're not saying that Brody's the bile. No, what we're saying is no, the no, no, bile. no, no.
1: This is po- this is pro grundy. He's number. F- he's number four.
0: Oh right, so I thought I thought you were number four because you were like good riddance.
1: No, he's number number four because. I'm I'm really pleased that we're seeing this Brody Grundy now. Well, we'll see
0: when it hits the park on King's Birthday. I bet you he plays well.
1: Is it called King's Birthday? Yeah, because you know that news about the Queen. <laughs> it's not on the depth chart, <laughs> is it? Um, RIP Elizabeth. Okay, number three. Uh, did you think this would be higher, Darcy Moore, Collingwood's first indie captain? Hang if, on, this is number three. This is number three. Holy. F- this has it's been an amazing off season. Yeah, I, I know, tell me, me about Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Relegated no, no, to no, 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 three. Yeah, yeah, this is number three. It's exciting, isn't it? He lives in Fitzroy, has a designer apartment, designer home. Yeah. Pretty sure he has a pet greyhound.
0: The hair. Yeah. The, it's the whole package. The package. Glasses. The package. We, talk, we called him the gazelle from early days. Yeah, yeah. He is the full package physically. Yeah. Smart. Intellectually. Um, what's, great, what's been great is since he officially donned the captaincy. Seeing him armband,
1: what is it? A cap and see? What do you call it? Cap, uh, the cap. The cap. Yeah. Uh,
0: he Headband. his media conferences. Seeing seeing him blossom. He'd already blossomed. He was always a, an impressive young man, but the way he delivers to the media off the cuff, yeah, is just unbeaten. He's not. He's not working off discussion points fed to him by the media team no. to keep him out of trouble. He's answering questions every Mm, time, mm, genuinely, mm. with thought. He'll pause, he'll consider, he'll ponder, and he'll give his honest answer, which is almost always articulate and on the money. Um, It's been great and we love this. It's a delight for the
1: media, isn't it? Because he's essentially, he does the job for them. Yeah, and just
0: seeing blokes, seeing boys, I should say, come of age before your eyes is one of the great things about supporting a club lifelong because you see people mature before your age yeah. over the years. And you can, I kind of feel like one of the grannies yeah. down there in the Honsford stand uh-huh. um, who's, you know, calling out Delight. their players by their first names yeah. as if they're
1: grandsons. Knitting, knitting yeah. you know, jumpers with numbers on the back. That chisel jaw, yeah. that long bleached hair just
0: coming to fruition before our eyes. And it's a huge, it's such a great um, selection. And one, thing, yeah. one more thing I'll say about no, that. No, keep going. I do feel like the... The rivalry or competition for the captaincy and the uncertainty was confected. Mm. Like, from our point of view in Piehard. Oh, and obviously, this we're, was, this was, we're gazelle supporters, yeah, but this was inked. This was like a total yeah, fat complaint. Yeah, yeah. This had was people like, um, in the media like putting forward Jack Crisp as a potential captain. I'm like, this guy gets no. Jack Crisp. We love him. Yeah. Love, love him. Love to bits. Love. He gets around the Lexus Center every day scaring people for his personal Instagram.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, sh- <laughs> <laughs> like hiding behind the door frame. Yeah, that's, that's right. what Jack yeah, that's Christ what does. does. Yeah, right? and but you've be, got,
1: every club needs that. Yeah, you need that guy. Yeah, yeah, the levity You're not guy, as captain, the Dale Thomas guy. Yeah, not,
0: but then you've not, got not in a position of Moore. power.
1: <laughs> Darcy Moore is elite at yeah. every. No, he is at every turn. Every turn, and he's yeah, We we called this on socials. Calling it revenge body or because we we haven't made the best decisions. You know, over the last like ten years. Well, mm. it can't include the last two years in that, but it just feels like another. Right decision by the club and culturally, culturally, yeah. And the players have responded well. Uh, he's ticking a lot of boxes, probably not going to end up in any precarious um situations at any hotels. I would, I, I look, I could be wrong on that one, but um, it's it's very exciting. We're thrilled to have him on board. It's feels um, like the
0: start of an era, doesn't it? It feels like something, yeah. It feels it's a fresh new look. And forward. shout out
1: to Scott Pendlebury for um holding down that gig for a long time because it's yeah, there's a lot of pressure. Collingwood captain. True um, that. And
0: shout out also to Taylor Adams who um, at various stages in the last five years was almost kind of anointed time, as next in line.
1: Time beat Taylor. Yeah. And he f- if it was- Old father time, If it was sadly. two years ago, mm. there's
0: every chance he would have been given the gig.
1: Yeah. A couple of groin injuries ago, if Buckley was still around. Yeah. It's, it's sliding doors, isn't
0: it? But as he said in one, in you know, this is some comment in the media last year. He's like, mate, I'm up against- the perfect human. Yeah. And he was, he was fate. He was fatalistic at that point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Number two. Now this is a big story. Um, bigger than Darcy. I'm looking forward to Bigger than Darcy. Now we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to get into the, the sordid details of, of, of this one. But um, what I loved about the Jack Ginevan faux pas, as I'm calling it, <laughs> is it took something like that to awaken the media undead. Now, let me explain. I'm not sure if you're watching the last of us or you've seen any zombie film, but there's no. always like a nest of zombies. Sort of okay. underground. Yes. And they're just sitting dormant. And in then the, in daylight in, no, no, oh, no, you can't vampires. see them. They're hidden. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not vampires, like the undead. Okay. Right. And something happens is like someone scratches the ground or is fires in a the gun or something. Yeah. Let me, let me explain. <laughs> and suddenly a, a, an underground sort of crack chasm oh. opens and it's just thousands and thousands of bloodthirsty Rob- zombie robos. Robos that is
0: fucking terrifying that
1: emerge <laughs> and start biting people and doing all this shit. Now the media, like it's always weird. Like I always wonder what happens, like what do they talk about on SEN when the footy's not on? Yeah. Like what the fuck do they talk about? Like, do they, I know they it's talk about the racing basketball, but like it's, it's struggle street, but, this sort of, you know, we're all hanging for footy to be back. Yeah. And it just took the, one of the most high-profile young players in the AFL, the contentious issues of drugs and society mm. and norms and all of that stuff. It, it was a perfect storm to – it was basically the AFL's best season launch yeah idea because we're back automatically we're back Collingwood's back in the headlines Ginevan's in the headlines Robbo's back he's got something to talk about Kane Corns is dipping his toe in SEN's flooding up the you know the what do you call it when they call in the bloody you know yeah callback callback and footy just it was it was the timing was was uh was sweet you know what else is back what the signature identity
0: the narrative of the, bad rat pack. the bad boys, it's the bad boys, the bad boy back. thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you can't tell me, Damien. It never
1: leaves. It's always simmering. It's
0: simmering underneath. Yeah. In the in the in yeah. and around the nest. Yeah, the bad boys of the IFL. You can't tell me, Damien, from that image of Jack Ginnivan driving to the club, driving somewhere with his Balenciaga oh, glasses. He looks really good. You can't tell me that underneath the obligatory regret, yeah, there's not a part of him is like. This is destiny. Oh, I needed this, is, this yeah, for yeah, my yeah, personal yeah, brand. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. It I needed grows. a little the dose le- the, of that legend the, legend the legend grows. The legend grows. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is great. Great for Jack Innovan's brand. Um, this is great for the Collingwood brand. Bring it back to – this is why I love that you bought it at number two.
1: Yeah. it's. And I'm going to bring up two past Collingwood coaches here and just roll with me on this one. I think Mick Malthouse was on to something when he did – when he ushered in this era of preseason trips in – in the US, okay, Arizona. Because when you do that, you don't you don't get these scenarios because no one knows the players, so you don't get cubicle cam, you don't get you don't get the the intense pressure. Like Ginevan walks into the Torquay pub. Mm. I mean, we we won't go into the decision making um, of of the incident itself in a you know in a pub full of pissed you know Collingwood lovers and haters and one of the most recognizable. People in, in the AFL at the moment, but um, yeah, Malthouse had the he had the knack. He had the he had the thought to let them do that in Flagstaff, where there's nowhere <laughs> where to there's go no except one. all you can eat. You might get one person go, oh, Collingwood, yeah, I saw a game on ESPN. Yeah, that's the Aussie rules, isn't it? You if you're lucky, I'm not sure there was, but you're gonna get away. You're gonna get away with so much more than I'm the am sure or lawn. I'm or, pretty sure Malthouse
0: and uh, what's his name. High-performance guy. Butterfant. Butterfant. I'm pretty sure they were just driving those boys into the ground. There wasn't a lot of, like, going out and partying and playing flag stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. like, all you can eat in bed at 7 p.m. Yeah, I know. But um, I, what what I will say uh, in to contravene kind of what we've agreed on is that it's a fucking dog act to record someone over or under the cubicle in a pub. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. I do not care what AFL players do in the off-season. Mm. As long as they're discrete and they're not taking performance-enhancing substances, Mm, peptides. It's it's an element of it's not even an element of society. It's the majority of young Australian men will dabble in illicit substances between the ages Mm. of sixteen and thirty-five. So I might say forty. It's a
1: (laughs) a rite of passage.
0: It's a rite of passage. We don't encourage it, Mm. but it's a fact.
1: Also, the larger cultural trend of having gone through the pandemic and wellness is over, now mm. it's time to party. Yeah, I think shouldn't be lost on the discourse that it's okay to let your peroxide hair down every now and then. And to your, to your point. Yeah. It was interesting. The club didn't Darcy Moore actually put this. Well, he was quizzed about his thoughts on an AFL player being recorded yep. in a um, private domicile vestibule, a cubicle. And his response was, "I'll let the I'll let the viewing public make up their own mind on whether that's yeah whether they sit with that and whether they're acceptable." And it's interesting. Collingwood's sidestepped that as an issue, and they don't. They should because they don't want to be seen as sort of moving the moving the conversation away from you know the 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 drug issue to an issue of privacy, whether you agree or not. But it was a kind of. Just flagged it, didn't they? They're just Sub- the subtly. subtly. It was a nod. And, and everyone would know that. So, and I think this one, this one does, this one is different to the Bailey Smith incident in right. the it, sense that, you know, it wasn't, you know, the, the, the stupidness around recording your own pursuits and activities in that regard versus being, I guess, papped. And everyone in the
0: associated with the AFL and with a brain, half a yeah. brain who's not like, a granny calling into SEN, no, in disgust. Everyone actually knows that of Shaw, the six hundred AFL listed players, ish, or Tony one hundred and ninety of them, yeah, inhaled, yeah, a substance, yeah, a rec- recreational. Was substance. it ketamine?
1: No one even knows what it was. Well, automatically, This thing is, yeah, I Dex- don't even crushed know. crushed Dexies. Who knows? uh T- Tony Shaw, father Tony, um, uncle Tony, uncle Tony came out and on Twitter. Uh, I love I love when I see a, a respected elder of the football community come out and they always they always lead with the with the with the line, pull your head in. <laughs> and yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. loses credibility yeah. with anyone, any age group, with the the pull your head in line. Pull your head in. Especially when he pulls his head in, you know, yeah. in in a tackle.
0: He couldn't pull his head in when he's approaching that tree during the marathon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just Uncle Tony. Um all right, number one. Now, a little bit of preamble about number one if we said at the top of the program that pie hard maybe sat on a on a knife's edge it could have fallen either way it could have just been a a, a like one of the many collingwood football club podcasts and just run for a couple of seasons and then just disappear and pod never fade. be heard yeah. of pod fade, never be heard from again or it can it can Blossom. live on yeah and uh, live forever. i've got to say when i saw this story it warmed the cockles because this was the bat signal <laughs> for Pie Hard. And, of course, we are talking about Nick Maxwell's brush with death. Magpie star rushed to hospital after stabbing himself while opening a wine bottle. Oh, my God. Now, I think you should pull up this story uh, because if you aren't familiar, if this one slipped between the cracks during the off-season, we don't, we don't judge, but <laughs> it's pursuant on us to bring it back Yes. and it the- holds a worthy spot at number 1 now let us set the scene nick maxwell leaves a collingwood football club joins a co-working space owned by paul tundem called eclat 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 sorry yeah so okay tea. sorry sorry we yeah. got silent t and uh like a fancy looking WeWork. work the idea is if you took a WeWork work and a pub and right. sort of mashed them together and had like you know uh hospitality like service like you could have a meeting or a zoom call and get a palmer at the same time yeah what would that look like now that is eclat and he's been in the role uh for a uh, i think a couple of months now ceo and inevitably the collingwood football club was having its reunion for the 2010 (laughs) premiership and where where would you have it you'd have it (laughs) in the eclat boardroom it would just make sense they're trying
0: to build a brand around like Nice, elegantly presented, like, indoor plants and shiny kind of yeah. corridors and, like, professional and creative.
1: You know, I think <laughs> for those that don't know, I think you need to, you need to expand on, on, on what happened. Oh, I'm just going to read this because please.
0: Collingwood Premiership star Nick Maxwell didn't get a chance to enjoy the reunion of his 2010 Grand Final winning Magpie teammates despite hosting the get-together as he was rushed to hospital after stabbing his hand while opening a wine bottle. Maxwell hosted his teammates at the Eclat workplace in Camberwell Junction last Saturday. He didn't get the chance to raise a glass to his fellow players while cutting the wax seal off a wine bottle. Now, that's an expensive bottle if it's got a wax seal. Uh, Before, as his guests arrived, the knife he was using slipped and drove deep into his hand. Hmm. Quote, an unexpected event at the pies party was the opening of my hand. Maxwell wrote on LinkedIn. Oh, <laughs> the fact yeah. He put LinkedIn, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I mean, literally, I was opening a bottle of wine with a wax seal. That's another mention of wax seal, just to yeah. show the classiness. Yeah. And I drove a knife into the space between my thumb and index finger. It was an ugly sight, like something from Game of Thrones. There was blood flying in all directions. He was quickly cut off to hospital. Luckily, after scaring a nurse and getting some stitches and a phenomenal patch job by the doctor, I'm on the mend, he said... Talk about blood, sweat, and tears. Mm. Now, I can't help but think that after the CEO of Eclat Mm. had been carted off in in an ambulance, what the other 20 or 21 (laughs) reunion players were doing. We're doing. Just trashing the job. Imagine Dane Swan is let loose without
1: any authority. Stealing Sonos speakers (laughs) and and furniture. Now, it is no laughing matter because uh, there have been a number of deaths Uh, with in relation, in correlation to, to wine glasses. Now in 2018, a woman bled to death after cutting a jugular vein with a wine glass as she celebrated Brazil's world cup victory. And then in another sad news, an R&B singer called Shemaine Maxwell, you couldn't, you couldn't write that one, died after a freak accident where she reportedly bled to death after falling on a wine glass. So we do joke on pie hard, and this is hard for a number of reasons, but um, we are glad that Maxwell has lived to tell this tale to the Australian or his son. A, there's something about
0: kind of the context which just makes it so hard and so perfect. It's is so is perfect, that, yeah. Because Maxwell, as we kind of know, he was always – he just tried so hard and milked so much out of himself being in like a pretty average talent. Yeah. But becoming great at leadership. A great leader. Brave, yeah. all that stuff. We yeah. know about this. But there was always this kind of gulf between him and and getting the respect he craved yeah. in the AFL environment. Yeah, he yeah. famously From got opposition like,
1: players, oh, opposition and stuff,
0: famously just saying that he was rubbish. And so there was always this yearning. And then him joining Eclat as the CEO, CEO, and then trying to, and, try, and trying and getting the expensive bottle, the yeah, Bordeaux, the Bordeaux, yeah. and then trying to open it again. He's yearning for this yeah. legitimacy in, yeah. in a higher echelon, yeah. of the social world, <laughs> yeah. And right at the moment. Of culmination, yeah. where he can he can have all his his teammates yeah. in this the confines of his organization yeah. to represent his success, and right at that moment where he's opening his bottle of yeah. expensive yeah you know chateau yeah yeah from Bordeaux chateau to he then bungles it. Oh, spectacular! Stabs himself yeah. in an artery Clarence in the webbing flowing. of his hand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Grange f- filling the walls like that scene in The Shining. <laughs> yeah, just flowing down, Coming down, the, down the corridors. But was it, let me just understand, was it the corkscrew? Did he drill, did he nail the corkscrew into his well, hand? Or was it the, presume the knife was on using the waiter's the friend? was little knife. Yeah, just to cut the seal. Because it's literally a wax
0: seal. Or was which it a on a normal bottle of wine. These days they've just got... Screw tops. Screw tops. So yeah. listen not, to da- not the good ones. Listen not to the- Dane Swan's elaboration mm. on what happened. Quote, he was trying to get the wax off a wine bottle and stabbed himself. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's pretty straight up. I like it. So he had to have surgery on his hand. Also true. So that was a good start to the day, said Dane. If you were going to run a book on who was going to end up in hospital that day, he would have been way down the list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's really good. It's good from that's Dane. Not bad from Dane. Um, All right. Well, uh, wow, wow, jeez, that's an off season, and it's February. It's February, crazy. We haven't even a ball has not been kicked in anger yet. Well, excluding yesterday's um scratch, mate, we can't. And it's worth
0: mentioning that we won't, you won't hear from us until closer to September. Yeah, we're gonna do something like that. We'll do do our first official season pod in the week before round one. I think so, yeah. This is the off season uh, special, you yes. could call it. Yeah. And it's and been, how,
1: what, that's, it's been it special? special. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, back to uh, the beach. Yeah, back to the beach. Uh, I'm excited. I think this is going to be a, a, a really interesting year for the Collingwood Football Club, an exciting year for the Collingwood Football Club. We're all yearning to be back at the MCG um, and we get that opportunity soon. We salivate at the prospect and we want to be there with you back um, with the Collingwood chant amongst the faithful for another year of Pie Hard. Alex. I'm drooling. This is Pie Hard.